0: One of the key problems in marriage, apart from finance, from studies carried out, is actually sex. Yeah. And it's not because the two partners most of the time are not compatible. It's just because the two partners have the wrong idea of what their expectations is all about.
1: Welcome to the show. I am your host, Anya Fambad, and I spark the hard conversations that challenge questionable cultural and societal norms that threaten the well-being of the African community, and I also share stories about growing up as Africans in Africa and in the diaspora. I strongly believe that normalizing open discussions and sharing experiences, whether good or bad, will not only make you find your voice, but will broaden your sense of purpose and empower others to do the same. So if you have ever tried challenging certain African cultural and societal doctrines, or if you have ever felt like it is about time that we confronted these issues in our African community and do better as a people. Or even if you have always been interested in learning about the experiences of other Africans growing up in Africa and the diaspora, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Living African. Welcome to another episode of Living African. Today we will be having a conversation which is rated. So this is when we advise anybody under the age of 18 to stop listening and skip this episode. Now based on multiple studies, the lack of sexual satisfaction is one of the most common issues that affect the health and longevity of marriages. So I have here with me today Mrs. Lola Badealuko to talk about sex in marriage and defy certain sexual ideologies that have been made a taboo in our African community, which should otherwise be very instrumental in spicing up intimacy and improving sexual satisfaction in marriage. Mrs. Lola, also known as Lola, is a proudly Nigerian clinical psychologist and sexologist currently based in South Africa. Lola is aware of many hats and has taken on several great opportunities in her lifetime. She's a talk practitioner, a host at various radio talk programs in Nigeria, England, and Swaziland, and runs a psychological unit called Shoulders and a reach-out unit called Real Issues with Lola, where she volunteers, hosts talk shows, and does counseling. She does all this also while working as the executive director of a technology firm. Hi Lola, welcome to the show, how are you doing today?
0: I'm very well, thank you, (laughs) thanks.
1: Thank you very much for coming here again. Now, the last time we spoke on this show as well, it was about the importance of sexual education. And one thing that we realized was that the lack of sex education at a young age typically has a negative impact on sexual performance and satisfaction as an adult, especially in marriage. So today, our focus would definitely be sex satisfaction in marriage and not out of marriage. So how will you define a healthy sex life in marriage?
0: Okay, um... Thanks so much, and thanks for having me once again. It's always a pleasure to be in my own zone. I will call this my zone
2: right. because
0: it's it's something that I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Something that has been, like you rightly said, it's been a taboo mm-hmm. for many Africans, especially we from the Western African region. Yes. It's something we don't we don't talk about, and especially in marriage, you see so many things go wrong, and like you rightly said. One of the key problems in marriage, apart from finance, from studies carried out, is actually sex. Yeah. And it's not because the two partners most of the time are not compatible. It's just because the two partners have the wrong idea of what their expectations is all about. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And um, talking about sex in marriage, I would use my own years of experience, my researches, things I've read, things I've seen, and how it's going about. So we're going to actually have to start from the beginning. And luckily we've done the first episode about, you know, sexual education and everything. And it actually starts, for me, it starts from there. Because, you see, when you don't have a good sexual orientation, it's it's like a chain, you know, it it just links to each other. And that's why I always say to people that, you see, one of the things we need to understand is, until we can demystify sex itself, there would not be a, a very good headway. And when I say demystify sex, let's look at marriages of many people, right? Marriage and sex as, uh, sex in marriage is something for some people is like a taboo. They don't even talk about it. Right. it, it it's, not, it's not to be talked about. It's to be acted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let's, let's look at it from two sides of, of, of view. A, a man, maybe in the sexual act is actually hurting the woman. Hmm. She can't talk about it because she's been been brought up not to talk about it. Right. So what what does she do? She reacts to it. So whenever he wants to have sex with her, she says, oh, no, she's not in the mood. Hmm. She's not in the mood. She can't even tell him, oh, you know what, I'm hurting down there. Right. You understand? Because she's not been brought up to talk about such things. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then again, maybe she's not even enjoying it the way she's supposed to enjoy it. And she knows that if she tells him, a typical African man will be like, oh, how did you know you were supposed to enjoy it this way? Are you, have you been sleeping with other men? Right, right. That's so true. You know, so the, 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 the conversation is going to go south. Yeah. And so what, what do some women like that do? They actually keep quiet That's and true. then and just go along with it. And after a while, We're all humans. They get a little bit turned off, Mm -hmm. but it becomes more like a Mm chore. It needs to be done. I mean, let me just lie there. I mean, you you see people say things like, "Some women do not have to moan while having sex." People react differently to situations. is is an emotional state. So how you would react to so people while crying, for example, will shout while crying. Mm -hmm. Some people while crying will be quiet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they don't both feel the pain mm-hmm. of what's going on. So people express enjoyment in different forms. So right. with, with, with um, sex and marriage, I have realized over time and that one of the most important things is because many people have gone into it uneducated, mm-hmm. uninformed. So they don't even know what to expect. I mean... We're going to take it in in, in steps, okay? Now, I'm going to break it down into three steps for you, and I'm going to look at the introduction of us going into marriage, while in the marriage, and, you know, the journey continues. Now, as a young African girl, and I'm going to be very explicit when I'm talking now, Mm
2: -hmm. as a young
0: African girl, many of us were brought up not to be expressive. Yeah, Sex wasn't something you talked about. I mean, yeah. as in, I remember you—you—you you, you watching TV. If there was a kissing scene, you would leave. Yeah. They, they didn't have to tell you you, you; you just left. Yeah. Because we and now looking back and being much older, I used to ask myself, "Why were we even living?" You know? Because I mean, if we knew that those two people were acting it was just the job they were doing, but it was just something we thought we already identified kissing mm-hmm. as being that's, bad. That's bad, yeah. It Was going to lead to. Sex. Mm-hmm. So we program in our head that sex is bad. Mm-hmm. Which, which is not right. I mean, sex is an act to be enjoyed. Yeah. It's not only for procreation. I mean, procreation is... No, it's, it's to be enjoyed. And, and, and sometimes I always say to people that, okay, because of my wildly traveled, I've been to the Red District in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things that intrigued me about it there was... This is sex workers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is what they do for a job. Right. Is it that every time they go in there, they enjoy it? No. It's a job, it needs to be done. So you do what you need to do, you get out, I get paid. But in marriage, is sex supposed to be like that? No.
2: Yeah.
0: It's supposed to be something enjoyed by two people. Right. But our African society has made the woman the underdog, unfortunately. A woman that is expressive becomes, starts being seen as wayward, yeah. wild, yep. bad, you know, just everything you can think of. Mm-hmm. Or promiscuous, actually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And do you know that sometimes some men don't even know what to do sexually? Oh, yeah. Most times. But because, of, yeah, <laughs> no, but, because of, but because of the way society has put on them, mm-hmm. they can't even talk about oh, it.
2: Yeah.
0: You understand? They can't even talk about it. So now, let's go back. I'm going to go back to the introduction part. In Africa, many parents don't even educate their female children or even the male children about no sexual orientation at all. Yeah. So it's like when you get married... I say it's always a crash course. Hmm. It's always a crash course of try and error. Oh yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's the bang, 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 and you get it right. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, you know, some, you know, it it, it, just it it depends on the, on the, on, on what you think is enjoyment for you. Yeah, you understand. Some men believe that okay, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I need to bang this lady till, till her head is eating the ceiling. It, it has proven I've done something. And, right. and unfortunately for you, she just might not even be enjoying the nonsense
2: mm-hmm. that you right.
0: just did. And that is you standing and panting and as if you like an elephant. Right. And you think you've done it. Right. So, but if parents have been able to like educate like young adults, that look, this is what is an expectation. It, it varies from people. And I'll be very honest with you. What you will get as your sexual satisfaction may not be what I would get.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's being very honest. Right. And what you want may not be what I want.
1: Yeah.
0: You understand? And yeah. I always say to people that of, most of the times we make a mistake, we only look at it from the female point of view. The they, men to have expectations. Yeah, that's true. They, 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 they need to know what would get them aroused. And from the female point of view, Many at times we don't even know what the act of seduction is. Some women think, I mean, I would I'll would be very honest with myself to say, I was a victim of that too until I grew much older oh, and I knew that okay, no, there is. I mean, I I, I would always say to people that the act the, the seduction is an act. You need to understand it. You need to be there. You need to know. It's not because you're a woman and then your breast is jumping up and down and everything, and then the man has to get aroused. No. Right. There is a way. Like, like, I mean, there's a way you... A man is not like a, a touchlight on and off. Yeah. No. You understand? And that is one of the one of other things I would love to talk about because when after a while in marriage, like you rightly said, it gets to a time, it becomes a little bit monotonous. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, but again, it doesn't have to you can always put a lot of spice into things. And that is where I always say to people, that is where the woman comes in play. But in, in African marriage, I've noticed that the women,
2: right. but things are
0: changing now from the, the people I talk to. The women do not do a lot. Hmm. You know, it's like um, you just sit back and expect the man to do so many. And that is why sometimes especially Africans, you see that in marriages. The, the, the man always tend to go out for these younger girls, and then the wife at home is always saying, "Oh, what is it that she has that I don't have?" Right. Okay. Oh, girl, oh, girl, A lot of things <laughs> you're not doing. You're just sitting down there like a fat ass, not doing <laughs> anything. You understand? Right. I mean, I'm not talking of the bad. The men that are going to be bad are going to be bad, no matter what. But what am I trying to say? In marriage, we've, we've we we get, when we get into marriage, most women and men. We we lose we lose ourselves in marriage. Yes, marriage can be quite it can be quite daunting, I I would agree with you, because there's just a lot of things to think about. But one of the most important things which is just between the husband and wife is that is the only thing that does between both of you. And I always say that is where you put in more effort to make it a little bit more interesting. You know, if with with age, as Mm -hmm. every age progresses, things things change and then in the african society for example people don't believe in, in aids yeah you know i'm talking of um, the bullet you know the rubber duck it depends on the kind of mindset yeah.
2: the
0: man has because the first thing the man thinks about is oh so i'm not satisfying you right why do you need a vibrator
1: yeah why do
0: you need this
1: yeah
0: why do you need that but again it, it depends on the woman to be able to i mean you both of you need to be on the same Wavelength. You need to be able to explain to them in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. It's like adding spice to what is it. But if unfortunately you are married to a very traditional man that doesn't believe in that, mm-hmm. what would that? What would I advise? I would say then don't bring it in. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it, it is going to cause a problem. He's never going to accept it. If it's going, to, if it's, you, you're going to have to walk towards it, him accepting what it's all about, you know, you, I mean, it's not like you coming into your bedroom and you find a stranger on your bed. Right. you are not going to like it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But if it has been discussed, power, I mean, over time, and both of you are like, you know, getting the angle of it. Okay, oh, this is what he does. You know, I mean, it, both have to have interest in right what he does. And you know, being able to explain that, oh, you know what? Oh, this I it worked, and then you know, because everybody goes straight. So in in, in marriage, one of the things I notice is that which is something funny to me, the both partners at times sexually take themselves for granted.
2: Hmm.
0: And that is one of the biggest problems that we have. Hmm. Yes, we 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 unknowingly take ourselves for granted. Let me start with the let me start with the with the with a woman. Right. It's it's obvious that okay, before the the baby comes, there's more time on your hands, there's things to do, you know, there's everything. But once the baby starts coming, subconsciously, we become a little bit more aware of our body change. Mm. Even even if we don't talk about it, we become more aware of it. You know, you become more conscious of the fact that, oh, now your tummy is a little bit bigger. You know, you're not as firm as you used to be down there, Mm -hmm. you know, and, it kind of affects the sexual reaction subconsciously without even you knowing. Right. You understand? Some women, even after giving birth, I've found out can become a little bit rigid. Hmm. Out of fear of you know, I'm not I'm not what I used to be down there anymore. Right. You understand? And I've I've heard stories, I don't know how far it is true that is why some women would opt for cesarean section hmm. because they don't want to get really you know wide down there is that true i can't say but everybody owns their own stories right. now with the men i think with with men when it comes to the sexual thing they have expectations of what like i always say to people a man wants a woman that looks like a nun, no, the, a woman that behaves like a nun, in bed behaves like a prostitute. Hmm. Yeah, you know, they, they want a woman in bed embedded like a prostitute, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they want a good lady. So, right. you know, they want a lot of persona, a lot of persona imbibed in one person. Mm-hmm. So what does a woman have to do? You need to understand, this is what my man wants. Right. You need to move away from the mindset of where you're coming from. You hear people tell you things like, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I can't give a blue dog.
1: Right. We're definitely gonna talk about that
0: later. <laughs> and it's always to me is the most intriguing and funny reaction I've ever seen. Because I always ask myself, I'm a Christian too.
2: hmm It does it
0: does it does it really matter, does it? Because I've I've tried, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, I've tried to look at it from all forms. You understand? And and I've even tried to look at it from the Biblical point of view,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I don't see anywhere where it says it's a sin.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I've looked. At it, I've not seen anywhere where it says it's a sin. So in marriage, one of the biggest problems I have seen over time is the fact that the sexual life starts to kind of dwindle. But both parties, because they've kind of subconsciously taking themselves for granted, nobody is making an effort to, mm-hmm. I mean, put it back to where it used to be. What what, right. what would I say used to work for me, and I still do it till today, is that like I never, I, I don't look at my marriage as a marriage.
2: Hmm.
0: I look at oh. my marriage as a relationship. Relationship, yeah. Yes. And why do I do that? It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me on my toes. Hmm. On my toe because you see, when you're in a relationship, when you're in a, when you're, when, I mean, I, don't, I know you're married. Think back of when you were boyfriend, girlfriend.
2: Yeah, you would always
0: want to be at your best when your boyfriend is coming. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> even if you're, even if you are not taking a shower for sixty days, you quickly look for the best perfumes to put on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when to get married. What do we do? Stretch from the kitchen.
2: <laughs> you're right. The man, that's the man. true.
0: Like, oh God, you understand. So those yeah. are the kind of little things that affects sexual relationships in marriage. Mm-hmm. So, what's your next question?
1: yeah (laughs) you really said a lot and I I mean I'm going to respond to a lot of things that you said but starting with you know you looking at your marriage as a relationship I feel like since knowing you and talking to you that's one thing that I have noticed about you like you don't play when it comes to your man like (laughs) even when I'm trying to call you or you're like nope this is a do not disturb time I have to spend time with my husband you know I mean and that's one thing I really admire about you because I mean even though you're not accessible at that time unfortunately but it makes me really admire the way you adore and prioritize your marriage, you know, and it's something that, you know, I'm silently learning as well, because there's sometimes when, you know, you have to find yourself in a compromising position where you have to, Hey, I mean, I know it's time for my man, but let me just, let me just, but you, you don't compromise on that. And I just want to commend, commend you for that, you know, because I right. mean, you've been right. married, I believe you've been married for like 20 something years now, right? 30 30 years, you see? Yeah, so you've been married for that long, but, you know, you still try to make sure that you keep things intact, you know, especially when it has to do with personal time and intimate time and stuff like that, which, I mean, a lot of us hope to achieve that (laughs) when we're your age. So I want to commend you on that. Now, a few things that you spoke about, which I feel like, you know, we should really highlight because they're actually very, very silent but loud issues in our community. Now, you know, when you spoke about when women try to spice things up or, or try new things or initiate things, and the men, you know, they're like, oh, you are you sleeping with another man or stuff like that? You know, I, I, I can personally attest to that because I remember several years ago, about 10 years ago or something, and this is a weird incident that really stuck to me. You know, the hair salons especially the African hair salons, that's where like all the gossip happens, you know? So (laughs) I was doing my hair in this salon and this other lady who was a church lady. She was talking about, they were just talking about intimacy in marriage and stuff. And she had the same, the same complaint. She was talking about, you know, how she wanted to initiate and do something really special for her husband in the bedroom. And he was like, where did you learn that from? Like, you know, I I feel like and he just shut her out, you know, so I I just feel like there's this aspect of intimidation within our African men, which is this is disguised as aggression, you know. So it's like there's this male chauvinism that, you know, it's always the man who has to command anything that has to change or a woman has no right to initiate or spice things up for the most part, you know? So it's like when a woman wants to do that, I feel like based on the conversation we had back then, I felt like he was intimidated. So he used that as you know, he covered that intimidation with aggression and just shut her out. Mm-hmm. Like where, and, and, you know, it made her feel bad. Like, am I that bad? You know, like I'm just trying to spice things up. And so I feel like that's one of the things that we really need to be mindful of, especially how we react towards new things that are being introduced, especially when we're in our intimate moments, because in those moments of intimacy, that's when we're most vulnerable, right? And sometimes you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to open up too much, or you don't want to be embarrassed at your most vulnerable Time, So you cover that up with some kind of aggression or just dismissal. Now, another thing, which is such a big, big thing from what you have said, that's one of the big lessons that I have actually got from everything you have said is that especially in marriages, and I have experienced that sometimes in my own marriage, not necessarily in intimacy, but just in communication as a whole, we have silent expectations, you know, in our marriages. So, I expect this person to do this thing and this person expects me to do this thing, but we never communicate that to each other. And I feel like communication is such a big thing in marriage and especially in intimacy, because if you don't communicate what you want, for the most part, your partner will not know what you want, you know? But then again, receiving that communication is another thing, right? Because I can communicate what I want from you, but then again, As a man, for example, the man could judge me like, who taught you that? Or why do you want that? Why do you want me to do that? You know? And also, we have to also understand each other's values, especially sexual values, and just be patient with one another. But that communication, I feel like that's the start of everything because if we do not communicate clearly and accurately, a lot of things will go down. Like you said, women sometimes tell you they're not in the mood, but it's not because they're not really in the mood. They may be hurting or they may just be, you know, there's other factors to it. So if you don't communicate that a man can literally take the wrong message and feel like, Hey, she's not satisfying me. And maybe I'll go get it outside and vice versa. It happens to the women too, you know? So I really feel like those are a few of the things that I really got from what you said. And those are the kind of, th- those are the points that I really wanted to highlight that we need to address and we need to change within our marriages and relationships in the African community. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that before we move on.
0: Yeah, before we move on, okay, Let I will just touch briefly on both things, the communication and the introduction of something new. Like I said to you, let's, let's all be all very honest with ourselves, okay? I always believe in the subtle way of doing things. And when I say subtle way of doing things, you can't, you can't not always have eaten bananas Mm -hmm. and then I want to give oranges Mm. and then all of a sudden I just take away the oranges and I just give you, boom. I mean, I I just take away the bananas and I give you orange, boom. Mm -hmm. Your first reaction at every human being on earth is you will be like, okay, you know, it's like a normal subconscious. Okay. What is this? You're going to step back. But if I've been talking to you and saying, "Okay, you know what? it would be very nice for us to try oranges. Mm. You know, oranges are nice." I've been talking to you subtly about it. When I give it to you, any any time I give it to you, you'll be like, "Hmm, hmm,
1: let's see mm, what okay. it. Let's see what it has."
0: <laughs> your reaction will be total rejection Surprised, because you see, yeah. you, you've been you you you've been kind of prepared. You've been prepared. You you, you are waiting it. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't know when it was going to come. Right. So that's, that's the same thing with you spicing up your 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 marital over, You understand? I mean, I would I would always say it would have been better for the person to have always discussed that. Oh, you know what? Oh, are we know. You know, just you know, introduce the subject once in a while. That like, oh, it would be nice for us to. Oh, it would not be nice for us to do this. Oh, it would be nice for me to even just get the bed laid. You know, you're dropping the, the subjects in a in a very subtle way to the mm-hmm. other party. So when he or she sees it she's not totally taken out of surprise. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, in communication, I always feel, you, you've said the most important thing, and that I always said, I, like I said, I was a victim of that too. A woman and a man, they sit and they expect you to be a magician and mm-hmm. just get right into their head and you, I, you know what I want. For right. example, if you know you want your husband to touch you, you know, you know, I mean, say sweet things to you, not just grab you like an ornament, put you up in the bed, put your two legs up and No, 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 no. You should in a very subtle way be able to say, oh, no, 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 you know that I would like to be, I would like this to be done to me. I would like, you know, in a very subtle way and then you can even ask him, oh, no, what do you like? And everything. Not just keep quiet when it's not done. And Especially in Africa, for example, like you rightly said, there's just this very, I will use the word, silly assumption that people make a lot. And, and And that is the assumption that if a man is not sleeping with his wife, or if the wife is not sleeping with the husband, they're getting it somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. No, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't believe in that at all. Because it doesn't have to be sex all the time.
2: Yeah, There
0: are other things for you to do together. I mean, what if you live separately? Which I have. I mean, I have had a long-distance relationship all my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I can, if, if I put the number of years I've lived under the same roof with my husband,
2: mm-hmm. I don't think
0: it will, out of the t- 30 years, I don't think it will make up to five years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I would say to myself, that is who, I, who, who my marriage is. Mm-hmm. That is what has built my marriage. Because for me, every time my husband was going to come back home, mm-hmm. he would have thought it was a real homecoming. It's party,
2: mm-hmm. you know, the
0: excitement and mm-hmm. everything, you know. But the, again, it did it make any one of us go astray. I would talk for myself, I would say no.
2: No, yeah.
0: You understand? I would say no. Yeah. Instead, it built up on excitement. So there are so many African mm-hmm. ideologies and myths that people need to, like like you said, put behind them. Some men believe, like you rightly said, a woman shouldn't initiate sex. Yeah. Why not? It's not yeah. written anyway. You understand? Mm-hmm. That's because men's mindset is still how will I would like put it in the dumpster. <laughs> they need to wake up, right? Seriously, they need to no, they need to make they need to make wake up and see that look things are changing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the woman should always grab the man every second and every time but right. if that is what it is i mean there's always an active partner in any relationship the man might just be the dominant one that it needs to be like i said he needs to be pushed he needs to be led on
1: yeah honestly that's that's very true cuz it's it's just the whole aspect of the male chauvinism which is very common in the african community that men always think that they're superior to the woman so it's like a woman initiating something like that could signify that the man is weak or something like that, you know?
0: But that is why they don't change. And that is why they're not... I'm sorry to use this word. Um, it takes... For me, I always say to, to people that it takes an African man with a cosmopolitan kind of attitude mm-hmm. to run a successful marriage. Yeah. Many marriages are just there for the name of, okay, you know what? I'm married. Right. You understand? And um, and maybe for children, too. And, <laughs> yes, and sexually both partners, um, but again when I say sexually both partners are not being satisfied, it depends on your measurement of of sex that you, you understand exactly. I mean, some women don't even know that they, they need that they can reach an orgasm.
2: Yeah. They don't even
0: know that. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Some women don't even know that it's is there's nothing wrong in another Position of sexual act apart from the missionary ones. Mm -hmm. What do I call such women? Are they bad? No, but they don't know any better. Right. You understand? I mean, I've had a situation where somebody had come to me and made. She, I mean, she saw two people sitting, and she said, "Oh no, they were in an uncompromising position." And I'm like, Hmm? "What makes it uncompromising?" Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see. Any big deal in what she made, she made it seem as if they had committed adultery. And I was like, hold on, I don't see it that way. Again, is is where we're coming from, mm-hmm. is our mindset. Yeah. Some people believe that you know, till you till you get married, you just need to hold hands. It's fine. If that's what works for both of you, some people believe that okay, but because of Christianity. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. I mean, like I said, it's fine if that's what works for both of you. But the moment you get married and both of you know that, look, I'm just pushing along. Sexually, we're not okay. It's high time you see a therapist, therapist
2: yeah.
0: who can walk you through what is going on. But do African men see sexual um, therapists? Nope.
1: <laughs> nope. It's, no. it's such a task for sure. Yeah.
0: No, they'll tell the woman. They'll tell the woman to go. Hmm. They'll, tell, they'll tell you the woman, you go. And then when you go and then they'll tell you what did they say. And I even tell them, I said, oh no, maybe my husband is too. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's not a man.
1: Hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: She's not a man. She doesn't know what he's talking about. And then what, what do you say? You're back to square one. Right. So I always advise that it's always better for both couples, for the couple to understand that, look, we both have a problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes let us be honest. It might not. It might be a one-way problem. Let's let's just be honest. Yeah. I mean, it might be, it might be the male. It might be the female. Mm-hmm. But again, both of them need to come together um, yeah. and work and say, so, you know what, we need to sort out this thing because it's a, I mean, for me, it's a lifelong thing. Right. I would use, like I say, I will use myself as an example. Whenever we, I think that okay, you know, there's something going wrong. I always, I'm, I'm always open to be able to sit with my husband mm-hmm. and say, you know what. I, I I don't feel comfortable with this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love this, 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 this to be done. And, you know, we, we've, we've reached that place where we can talk about it mm-hmm. freely. Mm-hmm. You understand? I remember when we were going to get the first vibrator and I was the prude then. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not nice. It's, it's a sin. You can't do that. And mother was like, wake up, girl what's wrong with you? You're like a bush woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I remember I was very embarrassed for quite a while, you know. And, I mean, and look at me. I was a psychologist then. I was very embarrassed for quite a while. And my husband was like, what is wrong with you? you right. know? And we had to sit about it. And I, and, and I, would I say, it's actually broadened my horizon. I'm going to be honest with you because, I mean, growing up, you've had so many things about it. I mean, vibrators, you've heard so many things about the strip club. Mm-hmm. And I remember the one of the days my husband said, okay, you know what? Let's have a little bit of an experiment. And I'm like, okay, what are we talking about? He says today we're not going to be husband and wife. We're just going to be friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be nice. He says, so he say what I want to um, introduce you to something. I want you to see something. It's just over-exaggerated. I just want you to see what it works like. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, fine, let's go. So he says, we're going to a strip club. And I think I did the L Mary like 1 million times. <laughs> no, <entire> no, <day. laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, no, this is not right. You know, you're going to go to L. This this, this this, this You short. I thought, and I remember after, and I was like, oh, so that was all it's all about. He says, yes. I'm like, oh, really? Right. Oh, mm, it's not that bad. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's, again, what am I trying to say to you? communication, exposure. Mm-hmm. Did I come out of the place thinking, oh, this is where it goes to every time. So when it's missing for like five hours, it's there. No,
2: mm.
0: no. Instead, what did I come out with? I came out with a broadened horizon that, oh, really? Is this why men go to these places? Right. Is this, this is the reason to what they see. Mm-hmm. This is what they like. Yeah. For me, it was an education. Right. It was, I added something to what I already knew. Mm hmm. hmm. And, that, and it, it was like a sexual liberation for me. Right. That, oh, really, I can actually use this as a tool to enhance myself. Right, right. But I didn't look at it the other way. Right. And I remember discussing it with one or two friends, and I remember when I wanted to discuss it, and the moment I looked at their attitude was going the other way. I just, Cut it off, I don't even go there. Right. But if I sit with somebody, I discuss it with, we discuss it freely. That yep. oh no, this is what this is, this is vibrator is good, this one is not good, at, you know. And but some people till now, at the age of 55, they can't even still talk about it. But I always right. say to people that by the time you look at those people's wardrobes, oh which yeah, is behind it, Behind the scenes. Yeah, I was
1: just going to say that most of these people, they act in public like they're uncomfortable. But when you go behind the scenes, they probably do even worse and even more dangerous things. Some of them are even sexual predators. They do even way more dangerous things than a simple vibrator. And, you know, from... from. From from experience with my podcast episodes, I definitely know that this is going to be one of those uncomfortable conversations that a lot of Africans will not really feel in their skin to listen to or even react or share. But I'm super excited to see the reactions from this because this is definitely one of those uncomfortable conversations that we have to openly talk about and normalize. So.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, no you know, you are, you are totally right. And you know why do why do people shy away from this? Like you rightly said, it's an African thing. Look, I said to people, let's let's take us as women. You are told from the age of, I mean, for me, I was told at the moment you start your period, as soon as you looked at, you get pregnant. It was wrong. I could have, I, and I used to say to my mom, it could have affected me in a different way. You understand? I could have become a little bit taken aback and thinking, oh, sex was really bad. You understand? Then they tell you not to have a boyfriend. Right. They tell you not to talk to men. They tell you not to have sex. Then you get into the marriage. Then you are, I mean, God help you, you get married to an understanding man.
2: Mm.
0: You understand? No, God help you get married to an understanding man. In my own case, I got married to somebody. Like I always say to everybody, my husband and I are just like basically sometimes we actually forget that we're husband and wife. We're like more no, of, you know, f- two friends. There's nothing we can say to each other, you understand? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's no perfect marriage. Yeah. My marriage isn't perfect, you understand? I mean, we've, we've had more of our downs than our ups,
2: mm-hmm. you understand?
0: But what have we learned? We've learned to say, you know what, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to live with it. So, Africans generally, we, we, we box up things yeah. a lot.
1: that's true.
0: And then, when you get into marriage... You have, you have no sexual experience at all. Mm. You understand? What you know about is just lying there like a log of wood. Mm. I remember, I remember a, a case, and it was so funny to me, because the, the man said to the, the, to, the, to the wife, make some noise. Don't just <laughs> lie there like a log of wood. <laughs> and, you know, the lady came to me, it was a lady, she came to me and she said to me, is a bad person. I'm like, okay. He said he must be sleeping with prostitutes. I'm like, why? He says she wants he wants her to be going. You know, forget my. Like I said, this is me. Yeah. She says she wants me to be going. Yeah, yo. I'm like, <laughs> are you enjoying it? She said yes. Um, I said okay. Now, if you're taking a very nice, I mean, I like Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. If you're taking a nice bottle of Coca-Cola, especially when it's towards the end, how do you behave? Because she goes. Oh, I'm like, so why are you enjoying something? Why don't you just make an expression? She says, oh, no. No, 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 auntie. You know, know, sex is supposed to be extremely quiet.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm like, oh, who said so? I mean, you're married to him, she said yes. Obviously, your neighbors know you must be having sex. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not having sex, that is a problem. She said yes. I said, "Then." Who is it? He said, Oh no, that, that's the way she was, but that is what the husband wanted. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, I said, Okay, no, what you're going to learn, just learn how to do those things. I mean, because the company were just very simple complaints. The husband complained about not touching him. So I, asked, I said, So what do you do when you get there? You just fly like a ruler. She right. said, Yeah, and that you know, it is supposed. Look at where it came from. She didn't understand. She she felt very bad because she said, no, that he is supposed to enjoy her.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm like, hmm, hmm, that's okay. But do you know that part of the act of him enjoying you and even enjoying you more is for you to do those things? And she's like, oh, that she never knew. And she thought that if she did any of those things, she will be seen as a bad person. Hmm. And that is where society and our Africanness comes into play. Right. You understand? We've been we've been we've been we've been programmed not to talk about so many things. Hmm. And I find it very funny because you get into I mean, when you get into marriage, they expect you to have sex with your husband and have a baby. Right. If you don't even know what to do, I mean, some people are lucky; they get it once and they, they are pregnant. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even. I mean, I know so many cases of bruised women; they are bruised.
2: Mm.
0: And when I, when you, when you talk to them and you ask them that, why are you getting bruised? Why is it like this? Is it because you are not wet enough? Is it because your pubic air is getting into your vagina? Mm-hmm. Some people don't even know that part of hygiene. Yeah. They don't even know that. I said, look, even if you're not wet enough, do you know that there are things you can use? There are lubricants you can use. And they're looking at you as, I mean, I had a case of, she was still using the lubricant, but unfortunately the condom was actually a very harsh one. Hmm. So she was getting bruised every time. And unfortunately for the guy, she didn't tell him. So, it's not like you having a wound. I mean, you know how it is yeah. with women. Yeah, you don't want to. Be, you do not want to be touched mm-hmm. at that point in time. And he would okay, leave maybe the first two three days. By the fourth fifth day, he's wondering, "Come on, what's wrong with you?" Right. And then he, he, you know sometimes it gets into more like a force.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to have to do this. I want to do this. And they, of course, it's a sore. It gets worse. And I'm saying to her, but it's your husband. Why can't you just say to him, you know what? I'm bruised down there. We need to find a solution. What's causing it? Is it because I'm not, I mean, maybe we need to have more foreplay Mm -hmm. for me to get more aroused, or maybe we need to understand. But when you don't talk about it, how do do both parties help themselves? It's either two ways. You stay the way you are, Mm-hmm. If he is a very oversexual person, he might start seeking gratification outside. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, which is like you stealing for once. Once you steal once and you are not caught, you want to go the second time, and that is how habit habit formation it starts to go out. Right. She gets to know, right. she gets hurt. But when you trace it all back to the beginning, at the end of the day, she caused it. Right. Lack of communication.
1: Wow, thank you so much for saying all of that, honestly. You know, like I said, even though it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be the uncomfortable truth that people need. You know, hopefully it gets into somebody's brain and things change in a lot of marriage dynamics. Now, I just wanted to talk about some common sex problems that a lot of therapists like you hear all the time. And I got this from an article, and I'll just read some of them and then ask you about the top three factors that actually affect sexual intimacy and satisfaction in marriage and how we can address them. So a lot of couples complain that there's no time for sex or sex is boring. Like it's more of like a task on a schedule or, you know, basically after marriage, the sex life suddenly changes or the women, you know, complain, my husband wants sex all the time, or I'm always tired or we're in basically a sexless marriage. We lost our passion. Our libidos are not in tune or in sync. And then one of the partners always have to complain, like, I am the one who always has to initiate. And then all the other partner complains, like, you know, the other partner will not try the things that they want to do. So based on all of these things, like, what do you think the most common factors that you hear all the time or the common problems that they always talk to you about all the time regarding sexual intimacy and satisfaction in marriage and how can we uh, basically address those?
0: I think one of the most common factors that I've always heard about is. You know, my husband wants it all the time, mm. and it, for me, it's 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 funny because, again, like I said, it has to do with the person's libido. You should know who you got married to, in the first place. So, you know, if you've not if you've not tried something, for a while, look, let's be quite honest with ourselves. The dynamics always change after marriage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it just always changes after marriage, with or without kids. It always changes because you, you, you've, you've got more responsibility. When mm-hmm. you're a young woman, all you do is go to work, come back home, put your feet up. You know, the, it's, it's different. But right now in marriage, you are not just caring for yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
0: caring for another human being,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: just the husband. And then God help you, the, the kids come into play, then the kids add to it. But what do I always say to people? You need to have that me time. You need to make out time. And, you know, just do something special. Mm-hmm. You understand? I think many African women, especially Africans, we get carried away when the kids come.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: just the truth. You know, we, we, we don't know how to prioritize. We just get carried away, you know. Okay. And I don't know about, in, I know in America it's not easy, but in Nigeria, half of us have, I mean, half of us used to have mates. And I used to wonder, you have people already helping you. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you prioritizing the things you need, you need to do? Right. I just think it, some of the times it's lack of prioritizing things. And then young women sometimes get carried away with. And that's what I just said. used the word when I started that. We, in a subtle way, without us knowing, we take ourselves for granted.
2: Mm.
0: In, in a very subtle way. And at times, it might be, it might be bad. But sometimes you need to shake that marriage. Right. Yeah. I always need a, a, a shake once in a while too. as good as I think I am, I need, I mean, I need a shake once in a while to say, okay, you know what, you, you can't just, you just can't lose yourself because you are married and just, just forget you're a lady. You need to have some part of you that you still hide and let this man think, okay, what's, what's, you know, not just. Yeah. Like my like my mother would say, just flank there, like you know, <laughs> yeah. Simple, like, those don't have any any decorum, nothing. You understand? Mm-hmm. So one of the, that's one of the that's one problem. Another problem about them not spices up their marriage is because I think it's because they're not um, very innovative, and that's just the honest truth right. about it. I mean, if you if you if you make every day like for me a boyfriend, I mean. Look, okay, when it say in marriage, it has become monotonous. I always say to them, when you were dating, the mistake most people, young people make in marriages is that some of them go in because of the fun of, you know, now we can have sex without hiding. Right. You're going to get tired. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> going to get tired. Because just, right now, um, I don't know if you've heard this proverb that it says the stolen fruit is very sweet.
2: Hmm.
0: It is very sweet. It because is because you know, it, yeah. You know when when they tell you there are ten bananas on the table, and you still want that one is going to be like, wow. Yeah. Then you take another one, but the moment they give you the old tree of bananas, that take. They're like, oh, okay, because it's all yours.
1: Yeah, there's
0: it's nothing exciting yours. about it. <laughs> exactly. So, what do you do to spice up your your, your spice up your marriage? I always to people, you know, do things. Do something different. You know, go out there, buy new undies. Mm -hmm. and lingerie. Yeah, exactly. Have dinner dates, you know, have dinner dates. Do, I mean, when you were not married, there were things you were doing that, you know, that would make this guy, you know, excited. Mm -hmm. And on the men's part, and that is the mistake many women make, men are human beings. too. They're not superheroes. Mm. They They have their down times they have their own times. They even have, they have their own doubts. Yeah. You understand? They have their own doubts. They have their own, like, maybe I'm not even, maybe I'm not up to expectation. But because of that little ego that is in there, in there, they don't talk about it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So sometimes, a woman needs to, how would I put it, you you need to like, always kind of, ail your man. You know, let him feel, like, I always say to people, like, anyone that knows me, I always say to people that after God is my husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> after God is my husband, you know. I right. make Even before choose, the children.
1: Oh, no. That's rightfully so.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The children come, come after time because I always say to him, oh, no, you know, he's, you know, he's the handsome, he's this, is that. You know, just, you know, just kind of massage his ego. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things many people get wrong in marriage. You need to massage his ego once in a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: it's not every time because that is what men are all about you need to but nowadays you hear things like oh so is going to massage my own ego and I say to people that you know what I've learned over time that especially with a long married and sexual relationship there's this saying that a man would always be what a man would always be mm-hmm. which is true but there's still some good men out there
2: right
0: not because people will tell you things like oh the wife must be doing some." funny things. And I say to them sometimes, not, not all the time, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, no, no. It's not that she knows, she knows where to rob the man the right way.
1: Right. She that's knows true. where to rob him the
0: that's right very way. True. And And every time, and that's one of the mistakes that people make, and I tell people that a lot, it doesn't have to be sexual as in having intercourse all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No there are other ways to pleasure yourselves. That's it true. might even just be sitting down together, just holding hands and rubbing hands and right. and everybody feels as if they've had a marathon sex.
2: Yeah. It might even
0: just be just cuddling together and just being quiet.
2: Yeah.
0: Not even saying anything.
2: Yeah. That's It's not every time
0: it has to be physical sex
1: yeah. that goes on. That's really very true because I wanted to add to that because I feel like emotional connection should play a very major role in like sexual connection or intimacy. Like there has to be that emotional intimacy, which obviously should not involve sex, but just having that chemistry between one another, it it actually even makes the sex, the sexual part of it easier. Uh, And mm -hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of marriages lack, especially when kids come in the picture and life gets very busy a lot of couples, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a therapist, but (laughs) from books that I've read and from, you know, stories that I've heard. And, you know, I personally, I see a therapist. Well, my husband and I, we see therapists every now and then, and that's just for the health of our marriage as well. But for the most part, and from the books that we've read as well, there's really like, and I can relate that to the African community because I've seen so many marriages, especially the marriages in the local communities there's no form of romance there's no form of emotional
0: chemistry there's, it's called, just... there's, something, called, there's something called local romance <laughs> right
1: <laughs> right so it's like yeah. there's, there's there, there, you, you, you could tell like there's no form of emotional connection they don't have that chemistry it's more of a transactional mm-hmm, yeah. relationship and of course you have the mm-hmm. sex part of it which for the most part is just to have kids and then after that it's like I mean a lot of women especially don't really see the need for casual sex they just you know they're too busy with the kids and with every other thing you know and that's how you find the men going out there and that's also vice versa you know sometimes even though they say men are the more sexual beings but i i i i i beg to differ with that because i feel like women are actually more sexual you know but i really feel that Right. <laughs> Women are actually very more sexual but we just know how to we have that more more self control I would say that compared to men. Yeah. You know, so I really wanted to, you know, agree with you because like we need to try to look for ways non-sexual ways to you know, build up on that chemistry, which will eventually, it would be like a ripple effect. It will actually help with the sexual intimacy. Once we have that chemistry, like you will not even need to do a lot to arouse your man because there's already that connection, you know? Connection, yes. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to thank you on that. So let's try to talk about the historical aspects of sex, especially in marriage. Like how will you explain that?
0: Um, what do you mean by historical aspects?
1: So, basically, the historical aspects on the importance of sex in marriage. Like, especially in our African history, like, you know, like the outlook on what sex, how sex has progressed in marriage through the years.
0: Um, okay, I would say it, it's, it's different now. People are, are getting more enlightened. Mm-hmm. But, I'm going to be very frank now, I think people are hiding a lot under Christianity. Mm. I'm not doing the right things. You understand?
2: Mm-hmm. You,
0: you, you, hear things, you hear people say things like, oh, I'm, I'm born again. So the mouse I'm going to use to praise God, I can't use it to give my husband a blowjob. And I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? Right. I mean, what are you, I mean, it, it just alter nonsense. It's nonsense because, again, I, I think one of the things that, okay, let's go back to pre our time, okay? I know that our mothers, were conditioned to be like a sexual object for their husbands. Right. And when they were having kids, you would notice that that is where they were allowed, like the kings were allowed legally to have concubines. Hmm. It wasn't seen as anything wrong. And they knew that the concubines were there to sleep with the men. Mm -hmm. Now, we've gone past that. We've gone to, I'm going to, break it into three parts. The, that's the older part. My generation, our generation was brought up under the satisfaction of a little bit of feminism. You know, you, you add a little bit of rights, a little bit of rights. I mean, mm-hmm. but not all the rights. But one of the, one of the major problems that our generation had, and I always say is that I think most of us were kind of, um, <laughs> I used to say that marriage was a scam for most of us, mm-hmm. because we went in with the fact that you just have to make, the, you just have to make it work. Right, that's true. you sitting there in a loveless marriage, a sexless marriage, you would see somebody say something like, oh, my husband has not had sex with me for five years. Then what are you doing there? Mm. What's going on? I mean, you understand. Mm-hmm. But that is, that, is, that is our own generation. We just sit down there. Now, the generation right now, Like I said to people, are different. They don't take. They don't. They're not taking any prisoners, right? At all. It's like it's it's either it's working for me or it's not working for me. And they are are a little bit not too shy to discuss their sexual needs. Hmm. They're not Thanks again for listening and let's not forget to be more understanding and nicer to one another.